Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code all things Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's your co-host CJ. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. Uh, today we are joined by Kel. Kel, go ahead and give your Twitter information. Rules here. Uh, my Twitter is P O O L E Z ten, and follow us on Twitter, All Things TB Bucks, and on Instagram, All Things Buccaneers. All right, now Corey. Uh, as we're recording this, is a Friday night. Corey is actually headed out to California for the game, um, so we will have a take from him later. Um, that we will plug into the show on his thoughts as far as the matchups, the fantasy studs, and his prediction on how the game will go. But it's exciting. It's exciting. We're playing the Rams. The uh, They made it to the NFC Championship game. Actually, they are the NFC champions, defending NFC champions. So this is a great test for our team. I think our team has had, um, obviously, ups and downs. But... We've seen some great things uh, so far out of the, the three games that we've played. And if they can just come together with those positives and build on that going into this game and eliminate the negatives, I think we have a really good chance for success going into the Coliseum and putting the smackdown on the Los Angeles Rams. But I'm highly optimistic. Everybody is not as optimistic as I am. What you think about that, Kel? Yeah, you said pretty much there. I think the Bucks will go in. I think they're gonna learn a lot from that last loss, and that must have been gr- that grinded my gears all week. And I think it should rub on them too, like straight up. It's gonna be a tough game, especially in the Coliseum against the NFC NFC champions, as you said. But hey. It's a Buckaholics game right now. Yo. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of people showing up there, and I think it's going to be a damn well close game. Yeah. Kel, yeah. it's going to be a lot of Red yeah. and Buccaneers fans at this game. All oh, I've yeah. been seeing all day is Bucks fans flying out to L.A., driving from other parts of California to get in town for this game. And it's, it's exciting. I, I fly out tomorrow afternoon. My flight gets in tomorrow evening, Pacific time, around 7. And uh, I can't be more excited about going to this game. I Previously, the only away game I've been to for the Buccaneers was the game to Jacksonville. And this would be the first game outside of the state that I'll be attending to support our Buccaneers. You know, I'm not a road warrior like Corey. You know, Corey flies and drives to games all over the country, but... Uh, to make this flight all the way to the West Coast to see our Buccaneers, this should be a special one. And I, I really like our chances, and we'll get into that with our game preview uh, going into the game. And shout-out to the Buccaholics for uh, giving us a home away from home. Um, the tailgate is going to be massive Sunday morning. 
and there should be some special guests. There's going to be a lot of games, a great time. Looking forward to meeting everyone um, who's there, who follow us on Twitter, who is interactive, meeting new people who is not familiar with ATB, not familiar with the Buckaholics, but they are going to the Buckaholics tailgate and to, to connect and network. And it should be a great time um, before we even get kickoff started. So I can't wait. Uh, I will be trying to get as much sleep tonight as possible, but it's going to be rather difficult to do so with all the excitement for going out to Los Angeles to see our Buccaneers once again lay the smack it down on the Los Angeles Rams because I think we're going to do it. Uh, but without further ado, we will get into our game preview. Uh, we're going to start with our Buccaneer defense versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now, our defense, they had um, the secondary. Uh, we'll give them the bulk of the blame last week. Uh, gave up 300 yards to the rookie passer, a couple scrambles, the game-winning scramble to Daniel Jones. So our defense, um, they got something to prove the most going into this game because I would say they got embarrassed by the Giants offense in the second half. And now you're going up against the Los Angeles Rams who haven't looked as potent as last year, but they're still dangerous as ever. You got Cooper Cup coming back from his knee injury. Todd Gurley, even though he hasn't had the best stats so far this season, can explode at any time. Jared Goff, I'm not too big on him, but he can make the plays when the plays are there to be made. And our defense has to be ready to contain that high-powered offense, which I think they can do. I think they can do. I think we're still going to give up a lot in the passing game, uh, but I think our pass defense can limit them enough to where we outscore them in the Coliseum and can come away uh, with the victory. Kale, what are your thoughts on our Buccaneers defense against the Rams offense? Going forward, I, I just, after a game like last week, it was embarrassing over the whole nation to see the rookie quarterback on his first start actually got to do that on you. I know that, I think they really over game plan for Saquon. Then all of a sudden he was out. Then it was a whole different game right there. But obviously people learn from these mistakes. And I think this is the type of team that does because it is a Todd Bulls defense. And this is way different. Uh, overall, I think that going past the last couple of weeks that we did actually shut down Barkley in the first half. We did shut down McCaffrey. And seeing how Todd Gurley's been in the last couple of weeks. And he is a fantasy disappointment right now too. But I think we'll be able to shut him down as well. We, if we force Jared Goff to throw, that's the best, best case scenario. But it seems like tight end is our kryptonite right now. But they don't have a tight end, as you stated, Corey, earlier. I truly believe that this will be a rebound game. And I saw exactly how the Buccaneers played in San Diego and uh, a few years ago and the Buccaholics and the fan base. Because you know how embarrassing it was when all those blue jerseys were in a red stadium last week? Well, shit, it's going to be the exact opposite. It's going to be all these red jerseys in a blue stadium next week. And I think it's going to be a way different game. I think it's going to be a rebound game for these guys. And overall, looking at L.A., I just think they're just going to try to force it to pass. If we get to – if they make them pass all the time and we stop the run, 
Sack Barrett. I call him Sack Barrett now. It's going to have a hell of a day, and especially Ndamukongsu against that uh, L.A. offense. And especially that defense, I think we can get to him because Jameis Winston, he's been doing pretty well the last two weeks. He threw for over 300 yards uh, this past last week. And Mike Evans, man, and Chris Godwin. I don't think – I think if we can limit the turnovers and stay consistent, I think we can actually maybe get this going, pull it off. I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, going like this was since I was already paid and booked for this game. I was already optimistic about the game from the jump, and I've been watching the Rams um, and their highlights from the first three games, and they're not as impressive as they were last season. And this is a great game for us to go in there and steal one against the defending NFC South. NFC South. No, the NFC champions. And go in there and, you know, make a name, make some noise. This is the start of a long road stretch that this team has to go on because the London game is a home game for us. So we have this game stretch of six games where we're going to have to go on the road before we come back home on November against the Cardinals. So for us, this is going to be a good start uh, if we can get off to a hot start going into the Coliseum. Uh, just to touch back on the defense, you mentioned uh, the Dumbakin Sioux, and should this be. should be a revenge game for him. Um, he, he was playing with the Rams last year. They didn't get the job done. I know he's uh, not too happy. He knows their team. He knows their style of defense. He knows their play. It's Exactly. He knows their style. He knows the offense a little bit. So he should have been a great inside source for game preparation this week for Todd Bowles and for Bruce Arians to get a nice game plan together going into this game. And Sack Barrett, Sack Barrett, what more can we say? That young man has exceeded all expectations uh, coming into this season. Oh, he's getting he's getting a mega deal. He came in betting on himself, and what better situation for him to, to be in this type of defense. And he's displaying all types of pass rushing moves. He's just not a one-move wonder. He's just not bull rushing to get to the quarterback. He's bull rushing. He's spin move. He's swim move. Spin Sick. move is filthy. Holy shit. His spin room is so good. He can go inside, outside, outside, inside. He can go vice versa. I see that. His tenacity is nuts right now. I, I he's, getting, he's getting paid. I keep preaching this. He's getting paid. That's why they lowered JPP. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's paid, definitely man. he's definitely he's going paid. to get paid, and um, it's going to be great to see, especially if he can maintain this momentum. And what a lot of people still you know don't understand is that his opportunities are coming from the double teams to Vita Vea and the Dominican Sioux. So he's winning his one on ones. Eventually, teams will have to double him, and that's going to clear up Sue and Vita Vea to get through in the middle of that offensive line. So, you know, it's all going to work hand in hand, but teams are so worried about the power of Vita Vea pushing through the interior line that they have to leave Sack Barrett one-on-one. Or maybe they're bringing Sack Barrett an extra run, a, a chip guy, the tight end or the running back, but that's still not helping because you can just stunt Barrett and bring him back inside, and then, boom, he's right there to get the pressure on the quarterback. 
So it'll be interesting to see that chess matchup between our defensive front seven and the uh, the offensive line of the Rams. I would definitely be paying attention to that matchup. And just going into their offense again, Todd Gurley hasn't looked that great. Uh, he's looked okay. He has Cooper Cup is a man to watch for, though. Yes, Cooper Cooper really Cup will be the big matchup. MJ Stewart and whoever we will have guarding Cooper Cup, that will be a huge matchup to watch. We will have to make sure that he is covered at all times. He's their big play receiver at this time. You have Brandon Cooks, who's their speedster, they're probably their fastest wide receiver on the team, but Cooper Cup is making the, the, the most plays uh, for the team. And our secondary need to have that chip on their shoulder because they got embarrassed last week. You gave up 15 points in less than seven minutes to start the second half. So they should come out with a lot more fire coming into this game. And I'm expecting, actually, Vernon Hargreaves to make a big, a big play in this game. Vernon Hargreaves is the veteran in that secondary, and I expect him to make a big play um, in this game. And also a rebound from our rookie safety, Mike Edwards. He had he he had a couple plays where, you know, he, he would like to have back the dropped interception in the whiff tackle on the long touchdown run from the tight end from Evan Ingram. So I know he would like to have that back. So he should come out with an extra chip on his shoulder as well. Um, these guys, they're all professionals. And I know Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles are going to get them fired up to show what they're worth going into this game. Uh, so let's transition to our offense, the Buccaneers offense versus the Rams defense. And I really like what we saw from the first half from the Buccaneers offense. Jameis was out there making the throws, making plays. Mike Evans was his beast uh, self, uh, Mike Zilla. And he he was on display, man. Their secondary couldn't contain him. Three touchdowns in the first half, and he went off for almost 200 yards um, that game. And I like the balance that we've shown with the running game and the passing game. A lot of people say we took the foot off the gas. Typically, in when you have a lead that large, you want to run the clock. You want the clock to be on your yeah. side. The thing with I think it was a strictly play call right. if it came down to that. I don't even think it was the players, but their fourth guess is coaching. I think that was a coach. That was a whole coaching in the second half. It right definitely, there. it definitely it was, was the, the coaching, mindset of them. and it definitely yeah. was um, a combination of them not getting the job done in the red zone. They came out with the quick, the quick uh, a three and out, and then a one first down, and then we we're punting again, which can happen, and it helps give the other team momentum. But also, once we get into the red zone, we got into the red zone one too many times and didn't get a touchdown, which could have ended that game. So they have to do a better job, especially going into uh, enemy territory to score in the red zone for this upcoming game. And we have three. We have Mike Evans, 6'5". We have O.J. Howard, 6'6". We have these massive weapons. And if there's an opportunity that they're one-on-one, where's the jump ball? Where's the opportunity to give those guys to make a play? Because I've not seen many matchups where they're going to lose a jump ball situation in the end zone. And then at the same time, we have another young man who played his collegiate career at the Coliseum, who's been making the most of his opportunities this season, and that's Mr. Ronald Jones, the second. 
5.3 yards per carry. And he's going to go off this year. He's going to go off this game because it's in the Coliseum. I guarantee you right now, it's going to be And I completely agree with you. Right now. I completely agree this with you. This is his breakout. This should be the Ronald Jones breakout game. He's had flashes, but this should be the Ronald Jones. I'm taking over the game. Don't you dare put Peyton Barber back in this game. Keep giving Ronald Jones the rock and let him show out in his stadium. This is the Ronald Jones Stadium. Ronald Jones should have 20 carries this game. I, I don't care. He's averaging more yards per carry on less attempts. Homecoming. He's making big plays in the screen game. He's making big plays in the run game. Feed this young man. He runs. Even Bruce Arians mentioned it. Ronald Jones runs harder as he gets more touches. So why are you taking the ball out of his hands? I, I agree with that. I don't. I think it's the ba- key balance of everything else. But I think there's every week is up for grabs. That's one of the things they've said. They compete every week. So it comes down to practice, how hard he works in practice. But I think he's more of a game type guy, maybe a soft practicer. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I see it, but this is my prediction because also I coach too. So I, I just I just know how things get translated in the games. Yeah, like I, so I kind of just understand that. But there's gonna be, a, I think there's gonna be. USC fans wearing oh, Rob Jones. Oh, for sure. I, there definitely should be some, uh, some USC fans. Joining the Buckaholics. I think, I think it'll be even louder. I honestly too, believe right? that the stadium will be loud Homecoming for us, right now. Um, for the Buccaneers. I, it's going to be a lot of Bucks fans, especially in in the end zone seats. That's where the Buckaholics seats were sectioned off. Uh, we're a little bit right outside of those end zone seats. I kind of wanted a side view rather than the end zone view. A little, a little bit higher so I could see all the plays develop. So... Uh, but we would definitely be there loud, cheering, and you know, hoping for a victory for the Buccaneers. But the Rams defense, uh, there it will be a it will be tough. They have two of the best cornerbacks in the game, Aqib Talib, and who is their other cornerback? What's the young man name? Marcus Peters. So yeah, Marcus Peters, yeah. If that's a good matchup against our two that, guys, because that's are a very both good matchup. But I like ones Mike Evans. Wide receiver ones. Mike Evans should get the better of him. There should be an opportunity for Mike Evans to get the better of Akeem to leave. Um, Chris Godwin, he has been hurt this week, according to the injury report. He was he was able to practice um, today, which is Friday. He was able to practice. He will be questionable in a game time decision. My gut instinct is telling me that he will play in this game. I don't expect him to be as active as he has been so far this season, but that just opens up opportunity for other players to step up. OJ Howard stepped up last week and made a couple big plays for the team. I expect there will be more opportunities for him this game because um, the Rams run a man blitzing based defense with Wade Phillips system, and there should be opportunities for OJ Howard to make plays. Now, the Rams also have a a great safety in Eric Weddle um, that he will be there to make plays, but I'll take OJ over anybody if OJ is given the opportunity. And also, a guy we haven't heard much about, Cameron Brake. Cameron Brake should see some targets this game. And it better not be a a screen pass to Cameron Brake. It better be some targets over the middle (laughs) or or a post route to Cameron Brake. I don't want to see no more screens, no more short passes to Cameron Brick. I want to see that. Some first down. Get the ball in the fast guy's hands, not the slow guy. I want to see some real shit. And so we should see those guys um, start to emerge and start to see some targets this game. We need a good game from Jameis Winston as well because, you know, we can't have turnovers. We can't have turnovers. 
quarterback. It always comes down to the quarterback, right? It always comes down to the quarterback. He can't, he can't do his mistakes. He can't do stupid overthrows like the interception he had last week in the third, like third or early fourth. He can't do those things in certain moments. Like you have to come out hot and stay consistent, and that's what makes separates these paid quarterbacks compared to him. He has to stay consistent because we see it, right? But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the quarterback, especially at the pro level. It's the hardest position in all professional sports. It's the most analytical position, most most analyzing, most knowledge of everything. He has to know basically the whole playbook compared to everyone else. So, and know what everyone's doing. He has to know the system, right? And it's going to take him a bit, but at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to Jameis Winston. Because if, if our defense isn't putting out right now, if we're not stopping them and they're putting up points, hell, we know we have the, we know we have the like, running backs with skill. We know we have the wide receivers with skill. It all comes down to the guy putting the ball in the right hands, not throwing picks, no fumbles. And I think Jameis, if it, the next couple weeks, it's a hard couple weeks, it and, all comes down to him. You're absolutely know? right. The, the offense is going to run through through Jameis Winston, him making the right reads, making the – the money, the money play, not the money throw. You need to make the money play. Make sure you're getting the ball into the open receiver's hands. And he can. And if he if he can just do that, I think we'll be okay. Uh, Cause we have enough weapons that he can distribute that ball around. And we're gonna have the running game going. I know they got Aaron Donald. I know they got playmakers, but I feel like we can still run the football. And even the the the, the Panthers ran well against them. So I'm I'm confident we will be able to run well against against this uh this this Rams team, especially if we go back to the power running game. But uh but yeah we get we get a good game from Jameis man we get we get balanced on offense and I've liked the development that we've seen with our offense going into from weeks one to weeks two week three so we just got to keep building that's one of the things I didn't see too much under the Dirk Cutter era is that that building on the offense to build up to keep improving throughout the season. And I'm seeing that so far uh, from from B.A. and Brian Leftwich. So let's keep improving. Let's keep running the rock, giving us an opportunity to win games because that's very important if we can run the football to give us an opportunity to, to win games. And we just have to do a better job, I think most importantly, of scoring touchdowns once we get into the red zone. Cause we can move the ball between the 20s. We have to get six instead of three once we get into the red zone. And speaking of after you get those six points, let's go right into special teams. And the number one person that we're going to talk about is Matt Gay. Matt Gay. Now, Matt Gay, you was four for four on field goals before the game winner. You got a lot of fancy points for me and one of my teams. I tell you that. Oh, oh, could have been more after the last he, kick, but no, he didn't. Could have been more if he would have just hit that field goal, but unfortunately, he missed the field goal, let the whole team and city down, and it happens. It happens. It happens. But Matt Gay, you have to show up. You can't miss a kick coming this Sunday. I'm, I'm. If you you go out there with that first kick, you miss that kick, extra point. It's going to change the whole mood of the entire team. And that's a lot of pressure to know that's actually what is going to happen. He needs to know that's going to happen. I like how he's um, been speaking with the media 
and he's taking complete ownership of the missed kicks from last week, and he's 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 approaching it head on going into this game, and that's fine and dandy, but we just got to see the results, and and that's what's going to separate this team from being good to great is the little things and kicking close field goals is the little things. Hell, kicking field goals set up Brady's early career. If it wasn't for the kicker in the first couple Super Bowls for Brady, he wouldn't be a Super Bowl champion. So people need to remember that. That separates people's winning records is a kicking game. So remember that when it comes to Jameis Winston. Jameis put the team in position to win the game, but the kicker didn't make the kick. Specials is so a third hopefully of the game, Matt Gay can get it right? together. Specials is a third of the game. It comes down to a lot. And also... I don't know what our formations are on our punt, but we cannot let any rusher get to the punter whatsoever. Because it seems really a lot lately that they're getting close to blocking our punt or it gets tipped or any little stupid shit like that. We need to be, like, actually in general, we need to be better on all phases of the ball. On every sort of down specials or whatever. Oh, I completely agree with you. We for cannot. Sure. It's not just the. It's not just the kicking. We need to execute better on the whole on our on our kick coverage, kickoff coverage. We need to get do better on our punt team. Whatever formations they're doing, they have to be way better at. And it's clearly showing off right now. And we don't have a return game. I don't know what it is if Tampa's cursed with kick returns. Like we need to have better execution. With a wedge, we gotta have better everything. Like everything needs to come together, and that all starts in all phases of the ball. And I think a lot. Obviously, we look a lot with the kicker because it's been ridiculed in the media a lot. But I think there's a lot of other schemes and whatnot that we need to touch up and get better on that will make our special teams unit pretty, pretty much more dominant. Yeah, for sure. Our special team that unit comes has to coaching. A, they have to work on. I mean, that there was the block extra point. Um, our guys who up front blocking need to make sure they get these guys hands down. Matt Gay got to make kicks. Getting, exact, getting the snap down, get the right? Snap down. Getting the snap down in the right spot. You have to get that there. And you have to get, when you catch it, whoever is the holder, you got to get that ball on that tee or whatever you're putting it down on the ground, on the grass, right away. You have to. It's It literally comes down to the holder because literally when he puts that ball down, it all it takes is for a few degrees the ball to the left or right for that ball to hook. I really that's why half the time I don't really I don't know why it's a thing in like in the NFL or whatnot how it's usually a backup quarterback or a backup puncher. But I think it usually should come down to a why don't you have like wide receivers or some shit like do that because they'll have they have better hand placement than half these guys. I'm just saying that's just my opinion. It's just, it comes down to a lot with the holder. It comes down to the snap, who's on the wedge, who's on the strong side, weak side, right? What's the rush? It's so much to come down with it. Like, I don't – they need to be better on all little sides of the ball. Like, all the little things. Not just kicking, you know, but, hey, sometimes, yeah, botch punt, uh, botch punt or botch kick can happen because literally of misholding, a bad snap. Someone missed their guy or missed their block. Got bulldozed, you know? That's all it takes. And that means you have to have the right guys in the right scheme. You have to practice. I think they have to, like, get down their special teams a little bit more. That's just my overall opinion. 
They have to have more execution. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. Is I know there's, the a lot of, there's a lot of expectations on everything, right? Like, there's a lot with it with defense and offense. We already have a shit ton of expectations. But, shit, games can be won by special teams. And coming from a guy that played receiver and actually am a receiver coach, I'm telling you right now, special teams is the biggest difference. You can change a game in a play if someone returns a kick, if someone blocks a punt. Some misses a kick. That's how it is. It's one play. Compared to all the other defensive plays and offensive plays, it usually takes, yeah, we got to get four downs. It's four downs, right? But no, this special team is usually one down, one play. And it takes so much perfection, in my opinion, in my eyes, that you really have to get that shit down. It's not just anything. People make teams and careers off special teams. So I know I just kind of preach hard on that, but I don't think the effort is there from the Buccaneers on their special teams. Not yet. They they soon will have to know or learn. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I hope uh, we. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's do. been multiple <laughs> muff punts that our guys weren't down there in time enough to to recover. So hopefully we can get some um, our guys in position to to make a play when there's plays to be made. Uh. So before we, we end the uh, chat about the, the matchups, offense, special teams, defense, uh, let's go into Corey's take. He sent in his take on how he felt about the matchups, and he will uh, also go into his fantasy studs and prediction. So let's hear from Corey um, with his take that he sent in. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Corey. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to make this podcast because I am currently en route to California for the game on Sunday. But I'm going to go ahead and throw some stats at you, do fantasy studs, and give my prediction on the game. So the Buccaneers rank as the 13th total offense right now with 361 yards per game. The Rams rank as 16th total offense with 357.7 yards per game. The Buccaneers outrank the Rams by only three yards, so it's going to be an offensive battle. The Bucks run offense ranks 8th with 121.7 yards per game between Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, and Jameis Winston. The Rams run offense ranks 7th with 123.7 yards per game with the majority of those yards coming from Todd Gurley. The Buccaneers pass offense hasn't been so strong this season. It ranks 20th at 239.3 yards per game, but the Rams passing offense is less than that ranking 23rd with 234 yards per game so maybe we'll see more passing than running in this game because both teams know that they're going to try and start fast and everyone expects the Rams to come out and whip the Bucks ass so we'll see exactly what type of game plan that offense coordinator Byron Leftwich has written up for the game on Sunday Buccaneers total defense dropped some spots this week after that performance against Daniel Jones last week they now rank 14th with 337 point, 330.7 yards per game given up while the Rams total defense ranks third giving up 285.7 yards per game the Rams have an outstanding defense with a lot of studs so we're gonna have to come out fast and come out hard and take it out on them the loss from last week 
The Buccaneers' pass defense ranks 21st in the league, giving up 261 yards per game. Meanwhile, the Rams' pass defense ranks 5th, giving up 192.7 yards per game. Jameis Winston threw for 380 yards last week against the Giants. The Giants' secondary was pretty weak, but I'd like to see him continue that momentum into this week, play smart, throw against the Rams' defense, and make them drop in the rankings. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers' run defense ranks sixth, only giving up 69.7 yards per game. And that's because of Su and Vita Vea clogging up the middle, forcing running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers, if they do swing plays, to run to the outside because they can't run up the middle on us with those two big bodies. The Rams' run defense ranks 11th with 93 yards per game giving up. And... It's hurting a little bit because Ndamukong Sue isn't there anymore, but they still have defensive player of the year Aaron Donald clogging that middle. So it's going to be a battle for the Buccaneers to try and run the ball against them and for the Rams to try and run the ball against our defense, who has contained Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley before he got injured. So it's going to be tough for both teams to run the ball. The Rams coming into this game are 3-0. and The Buccaneers are unfortunately 1-2. and My fantasy studs for this game, Ronald Jones II, going back to California. After his performance last week against the Giants, I think he continues to carry the momentum. Yeah, he's going to split the carries with Peyton Barber, but I think that Ronald Jones is going to have another burst, and it's going to be hard for the Rams to contain him. For the Rams, their fantasy stud is going to be Cooper Cup. The Buccaneers' secondary is going to have to keep their eye on Cooper Cup because the Rams have damn good receivers, and I think that he's going to be standing out of all of them. My prediction for this game, unfortunately, the Buccaneers are going to take another L. Rams win 24-20. Now on to the better things about this weekend. The Buckaholics are taking over Los Angeles, and it's going to be a great time. So much red is going to be in the stands, so if you're watching on TV, you're going to hear us. If you're in the stadium, we got to be loud, we got to be proud, and we got to cheer our boys on. Because although I chose the Rams to win the game 24-20, to I still think the Buccaneers can come out with a chip on their shoulder and take it to the Rams. Now, they got to play a full four quarters for that to happen, but I think they can do it because the Rams tend to play down to their opponents. And that's all I got. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go Bucks! Let's get this W. All right, Corey, man. I can't wait to see you out there, brother, um, for the game. Make sure we both link up at the Buckaholics tailgate. I know he's going to be coming out there with his mom as well. So I can't wait to meet Mama Corey. My mom will be at the game too. So, it, you know. Oh, I follow her on Twitter. She oh, is yeah. so funny. Oh, I got to I gotta make sure I follow her tonight before I, I go to bed. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's going to be a big family affair. She's not affair. the biggest Trump fan, FYI. But, yeah, she's not the biggest Trump fan, FYI. But I'm just saying, she she is a funny Twitter. I follow her off of the All Things Bucks Twitter. Like, we just have her for a follow. And she, she has a good timeline. She's just like Corey. Mama likes son right there. That That's awesome. I, I hope you guys all have a great time out there. Oh, yeah. It definitely will be, will be a good time out there in Los Angeles, baby. It's Hollywood, man. It's Hollywood. I can't wait. L.A. misses me. Let's just be honest. 
Los Angeles misses me. It's been two years since I've been out there. It's time. It's been time for me to go back. But anywho, let's get into fantasy studs, fantasy duds. Kel, uh, give me, give me your fantasy stud and dud uh, for each team. For each team, I'm going to say uh, Ronald Jones, obviously a stud. Uh, he's going to take the ball off. It's his homecoming, Ronald Jones' homecoming, make it a movie. And then, hey, I think the next, I think the dud will be, do not start, well, don't start Tampa's defense on L.A. I know that our defense is good. We hyped them, hyped them up a lot. But at the same time, we can't be too optimistic and we kind of have to take it back and realize that maybe Gurley will go off for a few hundred yards. You never know, but we can still win. I'm just saying. I just don't. I wouldn't start them. And as you said before, Mike Evans would be another stud to start. Um, he would be the guy that I could really see going off, especially on with court with like Chris Chris Godwin, literally as a wide receiver one B. I think yeah, you can't take all of the fantasy of studs, man. Who I'm going to have left to give is my stud. That was my last one. Goodness I was going to say a couple one. That was my last one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say a couple. We good. But, yeah, that was my last one. What about the Rams, man? The Rams, I would start Cooper Cup because he's a, there, because uh, he's a slot right. back. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with all those, man. Dude, that's it. That's it. He's a slot back. Yeah, I think we're going to get him on there, but slot backs is our kryptonite, and they don't have a tight end, so slot backs are going to lo- run a lot of tight end formations across the middle, drags across the middle, post routes, out routes too, which is kind of a weakness as well. Yeah, those, those so, plays will be there for them to make, um, especially against our defense. But for my stud for the for our team, is the stud will be O.J. Howard. I think O.J., We'll have another week to have an opportunity to get some one-on-ones because they're going to have to worry about Mike Evans. I believe Chris Godwin will play. I think he'll be playing more of that distraction role to open up opportunities for O.J. Howard. I think the dud for this game will be obviously Chris Godwin because he's coming off that injury. I don't think he will be as big of a factor in this game. And I think he will be the fantasy dud. So if you have Chris Godwin... I'm not too confident in starting him. For the Los Angeles Rams, I think the fantasy dud will be, I mean, obviously Todd Gurley. He's not running much on the Buccaneers defense. But another name. I have him in two leagues right now. He is being very exactly. shitty. I don't know. The whole run game in general. Like I picked up, I have, I'm in four leagues in general. I pick up Malcolm Brown, the backup, and he had a decent week one. But it's mm. like, no, they haven't been doing anything on They were only getting forced to run. I don't think they have that run scheme. Because I, me personally, I believe the last two years, their O-line was mediocre. Like, they had literally shitty guys two years prior that people were, like, disregarding and backup players, and also now they're good last year. But I think it was mostly on the on the girly and their whole scheme because they were passing really good. All of a sudden they had an easy scheme of three D-linemen on the D-line, and all of a sudden they ran girly, and he ran like 40 yards down the field. Like it was perfect because they actually were executing. But this year it's not the same. 
things aren't really working out for them. So I Gurley is not really doing well on fantasy and for me at all. He's screwed me up. The whole the whole run team on LA. I'm yeah, surprised. it's tough, man. It's tough there. I mean, they're just not as, as effective as they were last year. And the blueprint to stopping them was actually provided by the Patriots in that Super Bowl game. How they just held their whole offense in check. Yeah. So uh, other teams are, you know, putting that to use and attempting to slow this offense down. You can only be hot for so long, unless you're the Patriots. So, uh, so uh, Jared Goff, uh, there will be yardage for him to get. So if you have Jared Goff, definitely start him. Even if he has a medium, like mediocre game, he should definitely get a lot of yardage through the air against our secondary. And even if we get a couple turnovers from him, he'll still have a couple touchdowns. So start Jared, Jared Goff in this game. And going into predictions, I've been on board with having us actually go into LA and stealing this game. And I'm going to stand pat with that prediction uh, for the score. I have us winning by a slim margin, 27 to 24. I think it'll be a closer game than what people are thinking, especially with the the point spread of nine and a half. I think this will be a little bit more defensive. I don't think it's going to be like a, a track meet, uh, but there will be points scored. And I think we come out victorious. I think with the um, the Buckaholics and everyone who's coming out for the game will help give this team a boost. I think Matt Gay will have a rebound game and Jameis will be consistent enough to get the job done along with Ronald Jones having a big run game um, back in his stadium he played in in college. So I have us winning once again, 27 to 24. Uh, Kel, what's your prediction? See, I told you, I'll, I'll be honest, I told you right before this podcast, I think I'm going to say that they lose. No, I actually came to terms. I, I think they might pull it off. I didn't, like, I actually didn't really actually get to appreciate the fans and the Buckaholics and all of you guys being there like that I think of that San Diego game and San Diego is doing really good that was a wild card hunt game in December I'm just gonna think the fans are gonna really feel this team especially a good rebound game and I think I really actually didn't realize Ronald Jones is returning to his home and I think this is a really good game like things I see more signs pointing yes than no you know what I mean I see more of a win than a loss at the end of the day. I feel and, you. I feel you. And it's, you know what I mean? I think it, it's we're more gonna, We're going to be homers for the team. I mean, yeah, we're going to be course, homers for the team. But there's, there's, so much, there's so much opportunity for us to actually go in and steal this game. Exactly. Um, there, there's, 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 there's a chance for us to win. And I'm going to go with that chance that I've seen since the first couple weeks of the season. And I think they can pull it off. I think we're going to come back home happy on flights. I think they're going to win... I'm going to say 27, 27-10. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're holding them to 10. Wow. Yeah. That's a statement. Yeah. That would be a hell of a statement. Yeah. I, I hope you're right. I would rather it be that score than my score. People can call me yeah, out on this podcast, them. right? But I just, okay, it either goes really good or really bad. That's my point. It's either if we do bad. I think it's we're going to shit the bed really bad. It's going to be a season turning point for our team. I think it's that kind of at that point because it's kind of realize what type of team we are and it's a culture too 
within the organization. But coming from here, I, I think they can go really good, and there's more positive signs going forward. We should have won last week, without a doubt, in my mind. And I was celebrating, and I cracked a beer at halftime. Right? But my point is, they can do this, and there's more signs pointing yes. In my opinion, there's more positive. And the fans, I think it's going to be mostly the fans that win us a game. If these fans could be in Tampa, obviously we can't. But if these fans, if the Buckaholics can be in Tampa every week, we would almost sell out every game. I swear to God. I swear to God. They are so good, and they're so good for the fan base. And I love how it's so so spread across the country and how most of it's in the West Coast because we won the Super Bowl in San Diego, right? So I think that was a good thing that we won in Oakland. I mean, against Oakland in California, in San Diego. It's a huge thing. So I think the fans will be the key factor to this game, and I think they'll, we'll win. I think we'll win because of the fans. And the team will actually appreciate that. It's, I know that it's not all sunshine and Tampa right now with how the fans are reacting, but there are a lot of fans elsewhere that really care about the team. And I, for one, am one because I live in Canada right now. I am from Canada, and I live here, and I am a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a Florida team. I'm going down and also uh, to watch the Cardinals game this year. I've been the last two years. So my point is I put time and money into this for the team, and I can relate to all the buckaholics out there putting their time and money and even you and Corey you guys are making your way halfway oh, the whole way across the country right now that's dedication so I think the team really will if the fans show out and I expect and I know they will that'll be the that'll be the thing that brings the team together and makes us win the game straight up oh yeah it is going to be a fun one, man. Uh, to everyone who's out there making the trip, uh, safe travels, safe flight, safe drive. Um, go out there, have a great time, connect with everyone. Uh, we're all there for one mission, one goal for the Buccaneers to come out victorious. We're going to win. And it's going to, yeah, we're going to win, man. It's going to be, it's gonna be a fun one. Hold me to it, guys. You can literally call me on Twitter, anything. You guys can hold Kel, me accountable. I was saying we were going to lose, but I... I changed my mind. I had a change of heart. Something I, has come upon him. He just feels it in his spirit that the Bucks are going to pull this off. You, and I'm glad you he's on my board mind. You changed my mind. getting the W. And, yeah, it's going to be a great one. We can't wait to get back with you guys after the game for the post-game uh, wrap-up. And other than that, wherever you're watching the game, watch it. Be into it. Support our Buccaneers. And as always, how we end the podcast. Shout-outs to Spider-Man being back in Disney. I love Spider-Man, so shout-out to Spider-Man being back. That's another thing I'm going to say. That was so off <laughs> So topic, off topic, yo. I know, but... But yes, we are happy Spider-Man is back but in I'm going to say, man, but that... Because that... that he likes the That Bucks. shouldn't have been an issue in he the first place, Bucks but man. you know, they have to make it for drama purposes. But Spider-Man is back in the MCU for all those Marvel heads and the casual fans the who little guy. don't really know what's going on, but we'll still show up to the movies to go see it. Um, but yes, big <laughs> news. And that's all we got for you guys tonight. 
And at the end of the day, you know how we like to do it. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.